Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. I'm really excited this morning, you know, because uh, a couple of reasons why, because uh, number one, you know, we are in the presence of God and we are going to, you know, look into God's word. And I don't know if you've been aware of this, but uh, many times, you know, when you think about God's word, God's word is amazing. All that is good, but it takes time for God's revelation. And that's why I'm excited because Man, you know, we'll be starting a brand new series and yeah, you're saying, you know, Pastor, you're always excited when you start a brand new series. And the reason for that is because I believe that, you know, even as we look through series, somebody asked me, you know, why, 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 Pastor, why, why do you keep, you know, like taking a topic and you keep, you know, speaking about it for weeks together. And I believe the reason why I do that is because, like I said earlier, it takes time for revelation. It takes time for revelation from God's word, from being in God's presence. And you can't just, you know, like, Maggie it out, you know, two minutes, man, you get a revelation. It's, that's not how it works. You've got to be able to spend time in the presence of God. And that's why today, you know, even as we're starting this brand new series, I want to pray and I'm going to believe that, you know, even as we look into this topic, I'm praying that, you know, God would give us revelation more than just a message. And, you know, we just go back. No, I want this to be a strong hearted revelation. All right. So, uh, this morning, you know, this is the, the topic is something that is very close to my heart. And uh, let me just say this. Okay, last week, uh, we, we looked at, you know, what was called as Friendship Day. And yeah, it was my bad. I really wanted to wish all of you that, but I couldn't. All right. And I'm hoping that I can make amends, you know, even as I do this series. So we're going to look into the topic of friendship. And I've titled today's message as hashtag. Um, I know hashtag is not a popular thing today, but looks cool. All right. Hashtag I need a friend. That's the series title. Hashtag I need a friend. And some of you might be thinking, man, but I already have friends. You know, I, I don't think I need, uh, you know, a friend or, you know, but, but the reason I titled this today is because I believe this is such a huge topic because many people today struggle with friendships. And I believe, you know, even through the series, I, I'm praying and I'm asking the Lord, Lord, speak to us in terms of friendship. Speak to us because friendship is so important to God. And I believe friendship should be very important to us. All right. So today, week one, all right, I want to lay a foundation today. And I've titled today's message as week one, five, why friends? All right. Why do we need friendship? Why friends in the first place. I want to say this at the beginning of the series. I believe that, you know, even as you listen to this series and begin to apply uh, some of what we will be looking into the next couple of weeks, it has the potential to set you up for success and change your life. I believe it has the potential to change your life. Now, why do I say that? All right. The reason I say that is simply because of this. I, I believe if you are able to get your friends right. You know, you have the right kind of friends, you have the right kind of people in your life, all right, the right kind of friends. They will set us up for success in every area of our lives. Now, uh, here's one thing I've done, all right? Now, I want to ask this question right up front. How many of you want to be successful? All right, that's almost like 
you know, 100% of you. Okay, nobody wants to be a failure. Are you sure? All right. So every one of us wants to be successful. And here's something that I've noticed, you know, if you study the lives of successful people, people who have made it to the top, you know, you'll find one commonality, you'll find one common pattern that's emerging out of their lives. And that is one thing. They have good friends whom they take input from. And that's the reason why, you know, because the input that comes from their friends, they're able to see success in their lives. And I believe that's the same even for us. I believe that, you know, if you have right friends in your life, you will see success in every area of your life. The, the opposite is also true, right? If you get our friends wrong, you have the wrong kind of influence, the wrong kind of friends in your life, they will set us up for failure in every area of your lives. I want to start off by giving this statement in the beginning of the series and I'm going to base this entire series on this one statement and here's the statement. Your closest friends, the friends that are closest to you will determine the kind of life that you will live. All right, let me say that again. Your closest friends will determine the kind of life that you will live. What do I mean by that? It means simply this. If you surround yourself with good friends, then you will live a good life. And hey, if you surround yourself with the wrong kind of friends, you will end up living the wrong kind of life. Now, I didn't come up originally with this statement. I mean, this is not my original statement, all right? The original statement was said by the wisest man who's ever lived, King Solomon. He said this in his letter, the book of Proverbs, okay? Proverbs chapter 20, 13, verse 20. Here's what he says. Become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. He's saying, become wise. When you walk with the wise, you will become wise. And if you hang out with fools, you can just watch your life fall into pieces. This is from the message translation. What is Solomon really saying here? He's saying, listen, if you are willing to hang out with the ones who are better than you, hey, guess what? You will become better yourself. If they are, you know, for example, man, if, if the way they study is much, much better than you, if you hang around with them, guess what's going to happen with you? You're going to start studying much better. And if, 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 if let's say, you know, they're, they're good at handling their money, because I know, you know, in Manipal, money is a thing, right? And if you, if you hang around with people who handle their money really well, guess what's going to happen? You are going to handle money yourself much better. Let's say, you know, you have, you have people, you know, you're connected with who are relationally very strong, you know, they can just relate and connect to people just like that. If you hang around with them, you're going to also be able to connect and relate to people in a much better way. That's what Solomon is saying. Listen, if you walk around with people who are wise, you will become more wise. Now, on the other hand, here's the opposite part. If you hang around with people, you know, bunch of idiots, maybe a bunch of party people, okay, they're always going and, you know, doing the wrong things and going to parties, getting sloshed and all of those things. Those people who get into trouble, then they are going to drag you down to where they are now. Well, you know, let me let me just say the story. This is something that something really happened. Okay, when I was, you know, in my UKG, when I was preparing for this message, that's when I remembered about this UKG. All right, so UKG is like maybe I'm five years old. I must be my second son's age, and I remember correctly. You know, there was this there was this really friend. There was this friend of mine. You know, who was in class, and well, I I, I liked him because well. He's one of the cool guys. I mean, you know those kind of people, right? You know those guys, guys or girls, you know, they're the kind of cool and you want to be with them. So I was always trying to hang around with this guy. But the problem was, you know, he was always getting into trouble. So I remember this one time um, we were in class and, you know, our teacher, 
she told us the previous day we need to get new pencils all right for the next day's class so we all brought our pencils in our pencil box and our teacher very you know discreetly said listen you shouldn't take your pencils out till i tell you to and i want you to keep it in the pencil box so every one of us we have kept our pencils and new pencils in the pencil box we haven't taken it out when i look back all right and with my friend you know there were two of us also or two others also who were there with us so three you know that's sort of like a four of us gang that was there and when i looked at this friend of mine you know who's the leader of the group kind of a thing he's already taken his new pencil out and he's playing around with it he's fiddling with it then i look at my other two friends they're also slowly taking out the pencil and then my friend looks at me and he says man you should take it out and then i'm like man teacher said not to and and, and here's he's he's like she's so busy and i look at the teacher she's really busy she's caught up with some of the other students in the class and then i slowly take the pencil out i muster up courage and i take the pencil out and i start playing with it i start fiddling with it and guess what happens and i look back my friend is still playing he looks at me smiles and when i look you know back to the front after just looking at him who is sitting behind me the teacher is right in front of me she's standing right in front of me and then she says you know danny i told you very specifically not to take the pencil and why do you take the pencil out and then you know i mean okay give me a break all right i'm 5 years old i don't know if you do this and i don't know if you ever done this but i immediately i look back and i say no it's just not me it's my it's him and you know all of those those three boys all of them have done it, the same thing and then she looks at me and i look back and all three of my friends my so called friends have taken their pencil and they have kept it back in the box as soon as they realized that i got caught and then my teacher looks at me and says danny you're lying they haven't taken their pencil you're the only one and then she takes me she puts me in the corner and i remember feeling so hurt and so bad about the whole thing all right and <laughs> you know of course um i was thinking about you know the whole thing and i remember you know a couple of months down the line he kept constantly getting into trouble so over a period of time i just you know walked away from that friendship here's what i want us to understand church your closest friends will determine the kind of life that you live if you're constantly surrounded with bad influence bad friends listen you're going to get dragged down into doing what they're doing and you will end up living the wrong kind of life now Here's what I want to do right now, right? We're going to do a small exercise and I want what I want you to do, all right? What I want everybody to do is I want you to take a moment and list your closest friends, okay? Can you just take your mobile phones out, all right? Just for a second, I want you to make sure you put your mobile phones back once, you know, this exercise is over. I want you to pay listen close attention to me. I want you to take it out. All right? Take out your phones and maybe your message section or maybe your notes on that, okay, on the phone. And I want you to list out five closest friends that you have. all right and uh, here's a couple of rules about this exercise your five closest friends shouldn't be your family it shouldn't be your siblings all right no dad no mom none of them i want them completely who is out of your family they're not a part of your family but these are the closest friends that you can call as friends now now who what do i mean by closest friends okay i want you to make sure that you write down you know the names of those people that you're so close to you're so free with all right you don't have to wear a mask when you're with them okay you can just be yourself and uh, you know these are people that man if you if you are like not able to sleep at like 1 o'clock 2 o'clock in the night these are people that you can just you know disturb maybe by a call or you know wake them up and they would just be ready to talk to you even at that point of time all right so those are the kind of friends that i want you to write hey some of you are not driving writing i want you to write them down okay i want you to write them down right now now even as you write those you know five friends down 
here's something that you know that i came upon this last week okay this is something that the sociologists and leadership experts all over the world teaches they base it off this one principle and here's what they say you are the average of your five closest friends okay let me want to say i want to say that again you are the average of your five closest friends in almost every area of your life all right now even as you list down those five friends okay here's what they're trying to say you are the average of them in other words you know let's let's say you know you know financially you There's the you know amongst the five people that you listed there are people who can handle the money well you may not be number one you may not be at the bottom but you would be somewhere in between you also can manage your finances kind of well maybe you know even studies like i said earlier you know maybe in your studies you, you may not be at the top you may not be at the top one or two but you would be somewhere in between because you can also study well why because your closest friends can study well relationally man they, these people are very good relationally they can connect with people all right you may again not be number one or number two you may be somewhere in the middle but you can also relate and connect with people very well why because your closest friends can you are the average that's what they said you are the average of your five closest friends now the other side is also true man these people are bad all right they 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 they, they you know they go out and they hang out and they get sloshed and man you would be somewhere in between them too you may not be the one who sloshes out the most but you would be somewhere in between now I want to look at it you know from a spiritual angle okay a spiritual point of view now let's say you're pursuing god all right let's say you're pursuing god and your five closest friends are also pursuing god again you may not be a number one but you would be somewhere in between because all of your closest friends are pursuing god and they are so passionate about god they are ready to serve god they are ready to do anything for god the, you will be the average of your five closest friends even spiritually okay because here's the truth and here's what you know solomon has been trying to tell us also all this time you will become just like your friends okay solomon he goes on to say in proverbs chapter 17 verse 17 here's what he says a friend is always loyal and a brother is born to help in time of need here's what he's saying what do you mean by friend is always loyal he's always going to be there for you okay a brother is born to help in a time of need man the proximity the closeness of your friend if you're a true friend all right and, um, true is my translation okay true friend is always always going to be there for you now i want you to picture this all right wouldn't be amazing If you had a handful of friends I get it you know some of you are here in Manipal maybe 2 years 3 years 4 years okay you're going to you know spend some time with few people here. you might you know make some really good friends here now imagine all right that you're doing life together maybe even a church you know you're going to make some really close friends you're going to do life together and as you as you you know grow up and as you do life together imagine you know your friendship doesn't just get limited to this space but you continue on with this friendship and you know you move into decades you you end up knowing each other you know each of you gets married you know their spouses well and you know you know over a few years later you get to see their children and you get to you know pour and invest into their children why because there's such a close proximity spiritually and even you know in every area where you learn from them they learn from you you make each other better they love you enough even to tell you the truth when you're doing something stupid where they love you enough to kick you in the backside listen when you are about to do something that would hurt yourself now would be amazing you know i mean i i told you right like i just finished uh, my reunion you know with my college mates a couple of weeks back 
all right and i've not met some of those guys for years together but there were you know one or two people whom i've known over the years i've known their families i know their kids all right and you know they they there's a community that they have you know the problem what today exists okay and the problem is not as with you know the young generation today i've seen this in the older generation all right because the problem is many of us we do not have that kind of close friendships with people we don't have that many close friends that's why i'm assuming that even today you know when you were writing out those five friends i'm assuming that many of you you know did not have five friends to list out in that list all right you might have been able to written maybe you were able to write one name maybe some of you were able to push it up to two names but you don't have five names on that list in fact you know i remember hearing a preacher he said this once all right jesus at the age of 33 33 and a half he had 12 close friends now that by itself is a quite an achievement and i think that's pretty true isn't it i mean think about it it's not easy to make close friends all right so the whole message you know like i said earlier what i want to really do is why do we need friends okay why is it important to have a friend why 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 should i really have a close friend now i want us to look at you know today the creation story all right the book of genesis again you know the story genesis the book of creation where you know the whole world the, the scripture says the whole world was void and it was chaotic you know there was no order then god comes in he places things in order and for the next 6 days you know every day he's creating something new seventh day of course he takes a rest okay but even in midst of all of those things all right he went on creating and he called every one of those things good then we look at you know genesis chapter 1 was 26 to 27 again a well known thing here's what god says then god said let us make man in our image according to our likeness let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth verse 27 so god created man in his own image in the image of god he created him now i want to look at the you know verse 26 is the first part god said let us make man in our image now who is us all right i mean i mean we we know this i mean verse 27 is something that we keep you know quoting all the time and i am created in the image of god we keep saying that all the time but when god was about to create man he he got together with you know somebody and he decided that listen we are going to do this together so in other words here's what i want us to hear god was not alone okay god was in what i would like to call a community we will we'll come back to that in a moment okay but he was together with somebody who was there with him all right it was the holy spirit and it was jesus jesus and the holy spirit were going together end in hand in hand with god when you know when god was about to create man now here's another thing that i want us to think about all right god jesus and the holy spirit were creating man isn't that true i mean we just we just saw that now some of you might be thinking hey how do you know that the holy spirit was there man you know the the, the scripture says you know right there that man there was there was um, right before you know god brought order into the entire um, world the spirit of god was hovering over the waters i mean we 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 see that we hear that all right but here's 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 the thing you know god created man and he set him over this earth now here's something that i'm going to say that might really shock you all right there was a problem god created man in his image with jesus with the holy spirit 
and then there was a problem that man encountered so some of you might be thinking man the first problem yeah i think they encountered sin i mean you know the story of adam and eve and how they got you know tempted by the serpent and all no 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 all right that was sin was not the first problem that man encountered you know what the first problem that man encountered believe it or not the first problem that man encountered was loneliness all right loneliness was a problem for man right from the beginning i mean you would think you, i mean you you might be thinking man but man was not lonely i mean god was there no you know according to this jesus should have been there the holy spirit should have been there right but god said it's not good all right genesis chapter 2 verse 18 it says and the lord god said he looked at man he said it is not good that man should be alone i will make him a helper comparable to him god looks at man and says i say it's not enough that you know man <laughs> remains alone all right and i want us to really think about this just for a moment man was with god but yet god called him lonely and i i mean think about this all right loneliness was a problem right from the beginning of creation and somehow loneliness is still a problem even today now when you look at genesis 2:18 all right i wonder how many of us would beg to differ what god said here i mean come on god i mean it's 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 actually good that i'm alone right i mean if i don't have friends all right and if i don't have anybody around me and i'm all alone the less of the chances that i'll get hurt by them right i mean man otherwise i always have to deal with their emotions and you know sometimes they're good mood and sometimes they're bad mood and i have i mean when i have to it's it's too much of a bother all right and if i don't have friends if i'm all alone i'll probably never develop trust issues with anybody right why because man i don't have to trust anybody i'm all alone you know i don't have to be bothered about what others feel their emotions man it would be fascinating you know like the fact that man i'm all alone. alone right well that's where you know god said no that's not true god looks at man he said man there's a problem here and you are alone and you shouldn't be alone you know what's interesting god created man in his own image we just saw that and it's interesting to know that man god was already in community and god created man in his own image so guess what man needed community and he was not just satisfactory with just god Jesus the holy spirit he needed another man and of course we we know exactly you know the remaining part of the story we know exactly what god does god made a suitable helper for him god created a suitable helper for him all right and 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 and, and here's the thing god wanted man to be in community god wanted man to experience life with someone and not alone god was in community for by himself and we being designed in the image of god we were created by design by god also to be in community with other people you know what's interesting the world is discovering this today all right there there was a study that was done i mean you can look it up okay there was a study that was done to see what brought the most happiness in people in their old age it was an 85 year old study done by the harvard university okay harvard and the people you know what they found was that the people who were the most satisfied in their relationships at age 50 were the healthiest when they were age 80 All right they they studied them for you know a period of 85 years and they took people who were 50 years old who were you know aging up all the way to 80 and you know 
whatever but what they found was that the people who were the healthiest at 80 were people who had positive good relationships with other people and you know what they found they found that you know it was not because people were the who could last for so long a healthy lifespan and a long lifespan were not the richest people not the people who had all the money not the people that exercised the most well thank god you know i mean i don't exercise but i'm just saying you know it was not the people who exercised the most and hear this all right not the people that ate the cleanest and the healthiest food all right it was never about any of this thing the only people who were satisfied the most in their relationship at age 50 were the people who had strong positive relationships with other people all right contrary you know to what you might think or maybe what you have told i know some of your students you know here and you're here you know for to you know get your careers made and that you might get a placement a good placement a good job so that you get good money all right but what they found in this is not that you know people who are good doing well in their careers not they didn't have power not because they had money not because you know they had a life that was you know full of adventure no they didn't make for the good life the primary finding of this 85 year old study was that followed you know was that that people were happiest and they lived longer and they were the healthiest were people who had positive strong relationships with them all right and 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 i wonder all right i wonder is this the reason why god said man it's not good that man remains alone is this the reason why god said that man should not be alone because if man is alone guess what according to the sawad study we won't be happy we won't be healthy and we wouldn't even live longer what's he what, what what's the thing listen if you want to live a long life if you want to live a happy life if you want to live a life that is healthy more than all the exercise more than all the you know the money that you can make more than anything that you can do is having strong healthy relationships this is why you know god makes the woman for man she was designed and and i don't want you to look at the scripture okay what does the scripture says the scripture says that man god created a helper so that man she could help him out in everything that he was doing she could you know share the responsibility she could share the burdens that maybe adam was carrying for himself so that man they could do the work together that god had called them to do now what's interesting i mean many of you know this okay adam and eve were the first family right okay the family was something which i believe very strongly was instituted by god okay for the community that we need all right and, and and in fact you know it becomes a model where we you know we 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 learn we grow we develop our identity okay all of those things happen from a strong healthy family i mean psychologists psychiatrists will verify this for me all right a healthy functioning family is the optimal environment for most of the development of human beings if you have a strong family if you have a strong um, environment where there's a you know there's a good dad and a good mom and there's a good family environment that's the most healthiest place to grow it is in a healthy functioning family healthy functioning family is the best place for anyone to develop and become all that god has created them to be you know what's the sad part the sad part is today many families are dysfunctional satan has attacked this family institution and i don't know if you're aware of this but today divorce is still at skyrocketing very high all right somebody said that you know marriages compared to divorces divorces are happening much more than marriages taking place into in the world and god saw this can i tell you the church god saw it 
God saw that, you know, the families were becoming dysfunctional. The father was going in one direction. The mother was going in another direction. The children were torn, you know, between everything that was happening in that place. It was no longer healthy. But then what did Jesus do? He came in. Jesus came in and can I say this? He brought new language into family. He redefined, you know, what family could be. And, you know, through him, of course, we, we spoke about this a moment ago. Jesus, you know, died for our sins. And he came into a place where he said, listen, you don't have to just continue to look at God as God. But through me, through the sacrifice that I'm doing, you can look at God and call him your heavenly father. You know, man, man. God became our heavenly father and the followers of Jesus Christ you know what they properly called us they called us brothers and sisters in Christ through Jesus Christ we now have a new family not just the earthly family that we are a part of all right but we have a new spiritual family and I believe this to, with all of my heart the church was God's redemptive plan for family the church was God's redemptive plan for family. And why family? So that each of us could be nurtured. We could develop our identity. We could develop ourselves to become and do all that God has called us to do. All right. In fact, you know, one time when Jesus was teaching, someone, someone came to him and asked him, okay, we find this in Matthew chapter 12, verse 47 to 50. And here's what that one person said, verse 47. One said to him, look, Jesus, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak to you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand towards his disciples and said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Now, I want to pause for a moment because don't you think Jesus was just outright rude? I mean, here's this guy who comes to Jesus and he's teaching, you know, the people there, the disciples are seated right beside him and say, hey, listen, Jesus, your mom and your brothers are standing outside. And then he looks at this man and then he looks at his disciples and he points at the disciples and says, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? These are my mother and these are my brothers. All right. It was outright rude. Now, Here's what I want us to understand, all right? Before we, I don't want us to misinterpret this. I don't want us to quote this, okay? Jesus is not saying that you need to reject your earthly family. I want us to picture that straight out right now. And I know that, you know, it's a temptation because, man, some of us, you know, we, 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 we are in a family where, you know, we, it is this dysfunctional. We, we have problems, you know, with our mom. We have problems with our dad. All right. And I've said this many times before, you know, I had issues with my dad too. It was not that, you know, we had a great relationship. I'm not saying that. All right. We had a great relationship. We didn't. But here's what I understood over the years. And here's what I believe. Jesus was not asking us to reject our earthly family. I don't want us to misinterpret that in any way. In fact, let me, let me put a different perspective. Because this was a perspective that really helped me. Jesus put your dad and your mom and he used them to bring you into this world to accomplish the purpose that he has for you. The only reason that all of us are here was because divinely God picked this man, picked this woman to become our dad and mom. And the reason we are here is because of them. And that is the gratitude that we need to have towards them, that God used them to bring us into this world. Now, I mean, you know, I want you to think about this for a moment, all right? Isn't it true? The place where we never had an option. We couldn't pick up, you know, who our dad was going to be, who our mom was going to be. It was designed by God. And, you know, we, we, we and, and, and let me put it this way, okay? I know this is a little difficult for us to understand for some of us, all right? 
they were not the i mean we might look at them and say man god could have picked better all right i mean i wish i had a choice man i could have gone to this person and they look good okay i could say man i want that person to be my dad and i looked at this woman and man she she looks pretty fine and she she seems to be stable i want her to be my mom we didn't have that option we didn't have that choice but listen here's what i want us to understand when god picked our dad our earthly dad when god picked our earthly mom here's what i do know about god god did not make a mistake and some of you might you know might be saying but you don't understand pastor you don't understand you know what they have been doing to me you don't understand how they have been treating me you don't understand all of the and that might be true and i'm not saying they're perfect people i'm not saying that you know they have no flaws but if god has chosen them in his divinity you know to be your dad to be your mom there was a strong reason behind it we may not understand the purpose now but we need to learn to trust god and i want to say this listen jesus did not give us permission to reject our earthly family no that was god given that was their our parents can i say this this way our parents are a gift from god all right but i want us to come back to this passage now look at what jesus is saying jesus is saying he's looking at the disciples and saying man this is my family all right this is the community that i'm a part of why because we're doing life together we're learning together you know and 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 i want us to look at this family and what was the characteristics of this fam new family it was not superficial nothing about that relationship between jesus and the disciples was superficial you know they were they were they were characterized by deep friendship jesus and his closest followers disciples they leaned on one another they did life together you know they they could just come before each other without wearing having to wear a mask and be truthful and honest with each other about everything and anything that was happening in their lives i want you to think about peter you remember peter when jesus came and asked peter peter hey i want you to come follow me you know what peter told jesus he told jesus jesus depart from me i'm a sinful man he said depart from me i'm a sinful man peter was willing to be honest about who he was and i don't know if any one of us have been have the courage to do that when someone wants to come and say man i want to be your friend he'll be like ah you don't want to be my friend ah you you have no idea what kind of a person we never say that right but peter you know and jesus man he peter was able to be completely honest and transparent with him and that was what characterized that new family they were completely open and raw honest with each other all right jesus went on to teach and he modeled you know what was the most extraordinary way what characterizes real friendship and real family and here's what he said okay in john's gospel chapter 15 was 12 to 17 he said this is my commandment love each other in the same way i have loved you there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends you are my friends if you do what i command i no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves now you are my friends since i have told you everything that the father told me you didn't choose me i want to stop right there all right i want some of us to you know just look at that verse 16 here's what he's saying you didn't choose me some of us you know we have this problem we we think that man we're not worthy enough and we all that look at what he's going to say you didn't choose me i chose you i appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name this is my command love each other man we are supposed to love each other jesus said you know new commandment i give love each other in the same way that i have loved you i didn't condemn you i didn't put you down i didn't you know take anything away from you you came to me as you were and i loved you for just as you were i want you to love everybody the same way Jesus not only preached this isn't that true he also modeled it for us you know verse 13 says that there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends Jesus laid his life down on the cross for us and today 
here's what he's saying listen you're my friends if you do what i command love each other he doesn't want us to walk alone church can i want us to say that again he doesn't want us to walk alone you know his solution for loneliness the problem which you know right at the beginning of creation even today you know and his solution for loneliness he wants us to be in friendship with people he wants us to be in a family i don't have that scripture up there but you know his is his is what you know the scripture says god placed the lonely in families why because in a family that's the environment that's the optimal environment where we can develop and become all that god has called us to become all right now solomon you know again i want to close with this last verse here is what solomon says okay ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 to 12 here's what he says two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed can i say that again two people are better than one why come on why because they can help each other succeed you know earlier you know today's message i asked somebody i asked all of us listen how many of us want to be successful listen that's the keynote for success you want to be successful in any area of your life you need to have people around you and here's what he goes on to say one person falls the other can reach out and help but if someone who falls alone is in real trouble isn't that true many of us we have fallen down because we have been all alone likewise two people lying close together can keep each other warm but how can one be warm alone verse 12 a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated but two can stand what's this back to back and conquer three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken can i say this church we were designed to win when we had people around us we can win in any area of our life in our lives if we have people around us all right and look at look at you know this this whole idea man yeah you 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 know we can say man but pastor i pray i worship yeah you pray yeah you worship yeah you, you know you're, you but you're alone and if you're alone god says that's not good all right and 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 and, and i want you to you know think about you know verse think about you know this whole this whole last area the worst one a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated satan can come and attack you but two can stand back to back and conquer a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated you know can i tell you this church maybe some of us you know we that's why you know some of us for us pornography has been difficult you know to win we can't win over pornography because man you're fighting it all alone listen that's why many of us are dealing you know and we are not able to see victory in that area because man we've been fighting all alone but imagine if you were to be able to stand back to back all right now now i want you to get this picture now ishan can you come up forward all right i want i want somebody who's strong okay jim all right okay so ishan come here all right and i want you to you know okay ishan you ready i want you to you know stand on my back i'm going to look front this side and you want to look on backward okay yeah so can you see this church can you see this this is the picture i believe that god wants in our minds man i'm facing in this direction ishan is standing right behind me he's facing on to the back all right and here you know when the enemy attacks me from the front i can i can i can i can deal with it i can you know this i'm pretty strong okay i'm joking i am pretty strong i can deal with that but if the enemy attacks me from behind i can't see what's coming can i The only person who can see that's coming anything from behind is Ishan why because he's got my back. 
and if somebody is got my back and is stronger than me he goes to a gym and he fights all right when the enemy comes he's got that area covered i don't have to look back i don't have to you know see what i can't see because here's the thing all of us we have blind spots in our life isn't that true there are things that we can't see and as long as you know there's someone who's standing on my back he's going to be able to see the things which i cannot see you know can i say this church god is assigned certain people in our lives maybe we don't like them maybe you know we don't like the way they behave with us maybe we don't like the things that they tell us but listen god is not saying listen that man no you can't talk to them you can no no he's saying listen they're standing on your back they got your back they're telling you the truth on your face and you have to humble yourself to come to a place where you listen to what they're saying all right what they're saying now when i move in this direction Ishan can move to me in that direction when i move in this direction Ishan can move with me in this direction all right and then here's what he's saying listen you've got to learn to you know trust people to have your back all right ishan thank you so much all right okay guys can you put your hands together all right for that okay so so here's here's the thing i may not be able to see eye to eye i mean think about it i mean he, if he's on my back i can't see him eye to eye and there are certain things that you know man i can't see eye to eye with him about i may not agree with everything that he says i may not like what he does all right some of those things might be there but it's about seeing things which others cannot see it's about realizing that my blind spots are things that you can see clearly so what's coming on the other side what's coming behind me is it anger that's coming out in the wrong occasions is my attitude not right in certain situations is you know am i am i you know not right in the way i'm doing certain things or i'm speaking certain things man how do i deal with those things i allow a person who's standing on my back to tell me and that's the picture i believe you know when when solomon said here listen you can be standing alone and you can be attacked and defeated but if you stand back to back you can conquer all right and church here's what i want us to say in close we need friends in our lives and that's why this whole series is about you know man hashtag i need a friend i need a true friend i need someone who's got my back i need someone whom i can just you know be open and raw and transparent about anything and everything in my life why because just like you know solomon said i want to see success in every area of my life that really spoke to me and i pray that it spoke to you as well I want you to remember this. It doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at. Our heavenly Father is always with you. I want to say this, if you need prayer or you want to reach out to us, send us an email or DM us on Instagram. You know, let us know if we can serve you in any way. Just a reminder, don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again and I'm really hoping to see you next week.